somewhere in the deserts of the Middle East. Alan, I can't believe I let you drag me on to one of your crazy adventures again. Look, I know we almost died twice, but legend has it that there's a golden chalice that if a podcaster drinks from it, they'll have the smoothest voices on the internet. But my voice is smooth already. Okay, Peter Brady. What do you mean, Peter Brady? Sha-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Sha-na-na-na-na. Oh, I see what you mean. All right, let's stop fooling around. we got three challenges we have to face. I'll read them to you as you go ahead. All right, I'm at the first challenge. What do I have to do? Let's see. Only the penitent man will pass. What does penitent man mean? Ooh, a shiny quarter. Are you okay? I'm good, but I couldn't get the quarter. What is the next challenge? Only in the footsteps of the worthy can proceed. I see a bunch of letters on the floor. Hmm. If you're worthy, try and spell your name. All right. I'm stepping on J. Whoa! Oh, my God. It didn't work. Um, try I. Okay, I was good. I worked. Now D. Okay, that worked too. I? I'm still safe. O? Okay, that's good too. I'm almost there. Try T. Oh, perfect. That worked. Wait a minute. Idiot. You jerk. I'm at the last challenge, and I don't know what to do. Alan, this chasm is too far to jump. Only in the leap of the lion's head will they prove his worth. Well, I'm not going to leap. Well, let's do it together. We'll do it on three. Is that one, two, three, then step? Or is it one, two, and three in step? Not this again. Ready? One, two, three. Whew, we made it. Wow, look at all these cups. Alan, I found it. It's weird looking, though. It's triangular in shape when it has holes in it. Oh, Alan, I feel weird. My stomach is killing me all of a sudden. I feel much better. You chose poorly. That's the cup of a football player. Now this, this is the cup of a podcaster. <sighs> Welcome to the Nerd and Me podcast. You have chosen wisely. Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're doing the third film in the Indiana Jones trilogy, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Woohoo! <laughs> now, I think you said before, this is your second favorite of the Indiana Jones series? This, for a long time, was my favorite. Oh. Uh, right. But because we've been you know, doing these shows and I rewatched Raiders pretty recently and Temple. I think it's tied now with Raiders. Oh, no kidding. So Raiders yeah. went up or did 
Last Raiders went up. Oh, Raiders went up. Raiders went up. Yeah. Gotcha. Because yeah. I mean, I mean to be honest, Last Crusade is a. It's a lot like Raiders, so you have to give it to the original. Yeah, yeah. Well, Last Crusade for the longest time was was my second favorite, uh, you know, behind Raiders, and I always had Temple Doom like way back, but recently I, we went over this and in, in when we did the Temple of Doom, it, it definitely has changed as the years have gone on to the point where boy i found this really deep love of temple of doom for some reason even though it, it there's a lot of flaws in it but when i look at last crusade um it is let's see a more polished film maybe it does emulate more raiders and temple because temple you felt like you really didn't go anywhere where last crusade you know you, you went to all these different countries it was world spanning a lot of the you know previous cast members cast members came back but it it, it felt like almost too familiar too at the same time you know right well i read that you know temple of doom didn't i think it did well in the box office but critically didn't do too great and i think a lot of fans would rate it number number three or four if you include crystal skull um but so i think spielberg and lucas tried to go back like did a conscious effort to go back to the formula of raiders oh yeah yeah i mean spielberg has 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 said that he actually wasn't pleased with Temple, and he felt that Last Crusade was his makeup movie for it, and so he, that's why the the I guess the tone of the film is is vastly different than Temple of Doom. Right, it's a, it's a little bit more brighter in filming and in, in tone, and you know they always talk about how both Lucas and Spielberg were going through divorces during Temple, and that might have clouded some of what what they did in making that movie. Yeah, yeah. So I guess <laughs> their lives are happier for Last Crusade, because this yeah. is definitely a a more like I'm not gonna say family friendly, but it is definitely more whimsical amongst all of them. I think. Yeah, I would say so. Although I would have liked to have seen Short Round back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think and I think there was a I don't want to say mistake, but I don't know if doing you know because Temple is kind of a prequel to Raiders. I think if they were all in chronological order, it would have been a little bit better. Yeah, because apparently Last Crusade only takes place two years after Raiders. Right. Supposedly. And, but you know Temple what? Is what, like two years before Raiders or something like that? Uh, you know, it could be. I'm not too sure exactly of the years. But um, I remember I used to be not so fond of, you know, why did they change the the sequence of the movies in regards to like the years they come out. So supposedly Temple of Doom was the first movie. I always, I always used to be bothered about that. But mm. after really rewatching all these three movies, it actually makes a lot of sense. You know, when you watch Temple of Doom and you look at Indiana Jones as a character, he is really the fortune and glory. I'm in, I'm in this business for the, the, the popularity, maybe the money behind it. You know, that was his, his drive. And then you get to Raiders, it's a little bit of a little bit of both, you know, a little bit of of he's doing it for the archaeology aspect of it, you know, he's gonna bring the art to the museum. And in Last Crusade it's it's none of that. You know. Right. It, it's not right. about the relic, it's about his father. Well, I guess if you look at it, if you take the opening of Last Crusade, which is the River Phoenix uh, portion of it where he's young Indiana Jones. Yeah. And you put that in front of Temple, you kind of—it's it, like a nice little arc because he—he, he, 
River Phoenix keeps saying it belongs in the museum, the, the cross of Coronado. Yeah. It belongs in the museum. But then you're right. With Temple, he's all about forging glory short round, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you're like, oh, well, that's not kidding. So somewhere along the way, he he changed his perspective. But then at Raiders, maybe because of this, this, you know, the slavery of the children and rescuing them and all that, maybe that changed him Yeah. after Temple. And then Raiders, he's back to the, this belongs in a museum, you know? <laughs> and that carries through to Last Crusade, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when I look at it from that point of view... Like, I understand it. I understand what, I guess, me, what they were trying to do with the character of Indiana Jones, how he's making that change amongst himself, which I thought was pretty nice. Yeah, I never actually thought about that. That's actually a good, um, good uh, observation on your part. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, getting back to The Last Crusade, I think the opening scene with River Phoenix is fantastic. He's a great young indie. He didn't try to imitate Harrison Ford, uh, but he, he had... I don't know, I think it must be an innate quality of really good actors. I know he had worked with Harrison Ford on a movie before this. I think it was called The Mosquito Coast. Mm -hmm. And um, so he had some experience being around Harrison Ford. So maybe he kind of adapted some of what he knew of Harrison as a person. Um, but I think he did a great job. They actually asked him to be Young Indiana Jones when he decided to do the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but he declined. Um, but what did you think of that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe it would have been a better... And not nothing against the actors that did it, but maybe it would have done better if, if he was in it. Yeah, it could be. But the, the guy that did Young Indy was it Sean Patrick Flattery. Flattery. Yeah. I thought he he looked the part. Like Actually, if you he, had to pick a guy that looked like River Phoenix, I mean he's kind of there. Yeah, his episodes were were better than when they did like eight year old Indy, which is some little kid, which are like ugh. Yeah. 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 Um, but what did you think of that whole opening scene? Uh, I thought it was great. It's it's funny how they start off with Indy as a young boy. And I remember watching the movie theater when you see, uh, well, they call him the guy Fedora, right? Where you, you think it's Indiana Jones. I remember clearly in the movie theater, like, well, that doesn't look like Harry. Like, like it didn't make sense. Like, who is this guy? You right, know, until he turns was... around and you realize it's not him. But even his, his, um, his posture, how he stood, how he moved. It was like something was just wrong with it, even though you saw the, the silhouette of the hat and the jacket and stuff. Right. So they want you to think it's him by having the silhouette. But right. you, you did, you're right by the posture and all that stuff. You knew it wasn't him. Yeah, it just looked so, weird. But did you know that at one point in the film, or I guess in the writing, I should say, that supposedly that could have been, um, oh, what is his name? Marion's Marion's father, dad, right? yeah. Something raven them. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I they, like that. I th maybe, yeah, I don't think they needed to connect it like that. Right. Well, this is what I was going to say about it. So I rewatched it recently, very recently. And basically the whole River of Phoenix part of the movie explains a lot of the mythos of Indiana Jones, where he gets his look, where he gets his whip, how he got his scar, all that stuff. But it's it seems more it seems very natural. We we just got over watching Solo a little less than a year ago, where they tried to explain everything about Han Solo, and in two two hours it seemed forced, like right. all this stuff they were. But this I mean to me, this seemed real natural. Does that make no, sense? No, I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because that was the very first thing that came to my mind when I was you know rewatching it again. I'm thinking like, why is it that when when we when I'm watching this in the Last Crusade. 
I never had that negative feeling about why are they telling me all these little bits and pieces I probably didn't need to know. Like the scar on his chin, like how did he get that? But in the movie Solo, it just felt, I think you said it correctly, it was. It felt so forced, almost like like uh, rolling the eyes, groaning, well, I'm going to call you Solo, you know, kind of. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> Where did that come from? Right. I, th- I think what Solo did was they're like, this is how he got his name, checkbox. This is how we got the Millennium Falcon. Checkbox. Yeah. This is the Kessel Run we've been talking about. Checkbox. This is how he got his blaster. Checkbox. This is why he shoots first. And it's just like, oh, okay. Whereas this little, what, 10, 15 minute scene, mm-hmm. if, that, if, if it's that long, it's just, it doesn't throw it in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, that's where he got the whip. Oh, that's how he got the scar. You know? Right. It's kind of like you're discovering it yourself. They're not making a big deal about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the main difference. Yeah, it, it was it was done really well. I don't. I was trying to figure out like why why am I am I okay with this, but not solo. It just works well. For, well, it's yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I did have a question about that opening because I'm wondering why would he model his look after that guy? Unless he didn't see the guy as a bad guy. Um, because I'm thinking, well, this guy's a bad guy. Why is he gonna model his leather jacket and fedora look after him? But I think. You know, after thinking about it, I know I bring, you know, I brought it up, but I've been thinking about it. Uh, you know, he gives him the fedora and he goes, you lost this one, but you don't, what does he say? You don't have to lose them all or something like that? You don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why he kind of adap- adopted this guy's. Um, I got the impression that, that Henry Jones Sr., like he didn't really have a father figure. Right. And so he saw this guy as... The guy he wants to model himself after, mm-hmm. but not necessarily guess, you know, how good or bad he was and stuff. But right, and I guess in the extended indie universe, like Marion's father was a mentor to him too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this combination of that, but yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a great scene. Uh, he he even starts off like it's a snake, don't worry about it, until he falls into a pit of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah. So um, yeah, and I think Rufinx did a great job and. I count it. He says it four times. This belongs in the museum. <laughs> one, oh, does he point. really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's cute. Did you know that that uh, that the house there that is a real house in um, Colorado, I think, and it's a bed and breakfast, and you can stay at the Joneses' house for a night. Okay. And uh, when did you book, did you book your trip yet? <laughs> no. Now was it was it supposed to take place in Colorado? No, I thought it was supposed to be Utah or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, because if they were in Arches Canyon, it's definitely Utah. Yeah, yeah. But no, that that opening scene is is so much fun. It really sets the tone of the movie that this is definitely not a Temple of Doom kind of thing. You know, to see a young a young indie and, and and that kind of like youngish aspect of of indie growing up. So it, it's definitely fun, and I, I think they're just trying to say, hey, this is not. We're not going to start ripping hearts out of the out of your chest and stuff. Right, and we're not going to talk about child slavery. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I mean, just the beginning. It's it's very it's very bright. It's it's an adventure. You never really, I mean, it's adventurous and and um, I can't think of the word, but it's adventurous and you never really worry about Indy uh, River Phoenix, but it's still exciting to see him go through this little mini adventure. And Temple Doom doesn't it open up in Club Obi Wan. Yeah. Yeah, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's nighttime, and you know, it's just it, it, like you didn't know if you should be serious or not because 
you know, people are getting poisoned and, you know, people got guns at each other, but then they're, they're, you know, the diamonds getting kicked around the floor, just crazy things like that. And I don't know that that Temple of Doom really let you knew where you're supposed, if it really sets up what the movie's going to be about right. the way, the way, uh, Last Crusade's opening scene does. It's like, look, you're right. This is going to be a fun adventure. After you watch that scene, you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. 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 I, I even like how they transition from River Phoenix to Harrison Ford, you know, when they, do the whole hat thing and stuff i mean it's it's such a cool way to bring you up to present time yeah and i think it was really smart to tie in um that mini adventure as a kid of, of losing the cross to him recovering it right because it could have just they could have just you know um faded into him just being on a totally different adventure oh sure but it's, they're like oh well this is the link like he remembers that loss and he it bothered him up to this point that he's still chasing this cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all his life. That's pretty cool. And he gets it. And he gets it, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel that right after that they go right back to um, Marshall College? Well, I mean, didn't okay it really that. feel like this is like the same beats of Raiders of the Lost Ark at this point? Yeah, pretty much. But I, I think they also wanted us to see that it's not like he adventures 24-7, you know. Right. That he he has a regular he tries to have a regular life, <laughs> and um, he's got to be the worst teacher on the planet. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's so behind with his work. Yeah, I'm glad they took out all the the female um, student stuff. Did they have like a lot of that in Raiders, and he took it out there too? Yeah, yeah. Like how how much the students love him? Yeah. Well, they yeah. they they kind of did a little bit. They have the, the doe eyed look to him, and mm-hmm. you know, but thing i didn't get it is like when he talks when they when they approach him about the grail i think it's donovan does right yeah he approaches him about the grail at the school and it's he's almost acting like oh come on like the grail doesn't exist i'm like dude you found the ark of the covenant you saw the power and <laughs> why is the holy grail going to be like a, well that uh, well he didn't uh, see what happened with the ark because his well, eyes were closed but no but i get what you mean yeah so yeah. That always bothered me, but I guess you have to be like that, because because otherwise you'd be like the Holy Grail. Let's go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> There's no tension there, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess from his point of view as an archaeologist, that he has to be very objective about things too. Like not right. everything has to have a mystical effect. Because I'm sure over his, the years, he you know must have encountered these relics that may have had some mystical thing, but there was just nothing. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. And the, and also with the Holy Grail, there's also the the King Arthur version of it too. Yeah, and that's I think that's what he was focusing on too. Yeah, um, because that's that's the, the the Knights Templar and stuff like that. That's all King Arthur stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, I can see that. So I like the um, I like the whole scene in Venice, the underwater. I mean, not the, under, the underground stuff. The thing mm-hmm. that bothered me was that he had a lit torch as he's walking through petroleum caverns, <laughs> you know, and, and there's a scene where you can actually see drops of, of burning rag coming off the torch and dropping into the <laughs> quote unquote petroleum. Like they should have been dead. Like as soon yeah. as they stepped into and this And can thing. you open your eyes underneath that? Yeah. That's the thing too. When he's on, I'm like, why is I not burning? <laughs> so they didn't establish it very well that it might've been a mixture of both or whatever, you know, right. of water and petroleum. But uh, yeah. And that boat chase was awesome too. You know what's funny is, and I know this came out before the mummy, but those guys with the fezes, hey, hey that were trying to <laughs> um, 
you know, protect the secret of Grail, they reminded me of the guys in the Mummy. Remember, they were going after Brendan Fraser. It's funny you said that because my, when we we're watching again, my wife said, "Hey, isn't that the same guy from the Mummy?" I'm like, "No, these are like ten years apart." But yeah. she she thought the same thing also. Well, look, the Mummy is a rip of Indiana Jones. That's why they did so well, one and two. <laughs> yeah. um, and they know, and I think they they were shameless. They were, you know, they didn't care. Right. Um, but they were enjoyable movies. Oh, I love um, the Mummy. But yeah, that was reminding me of that. But the the whole boat scene was like, don't go in between. And she goes, what? You want me to go in between? <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't go in between them. Uh, Allison Duty, what did you think of her? I liked her. I, I mean, the thing, you know, <laughs> this is like, this is like the early Marvel movies. The Indiana Jones bad guys, they're not, you know, they're not super memorable. I mean, the, the, the guy in Raiders, the bald guy that burns his hand. Oh, Toad. He, yeah, he's pretty memorable. But other than that, like I didn't. If I had watched it recently, I would have known, you know, what's her name, Schneider oh. in it, or or Donovan, or. Oh, you know. I see what you mean. You ask me who's the bad guys of Raiders and Last Crusade. I'm just gonna say Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought she was a good. I thought she worked well. Um, I was not a fan of Willie from Temple of Doom, so it, it was nice to see being like her being a traitor and not seeing it coming either you know i did i had no idea that, that she was gonna be a traitor well i think i well i think that's a really great part because the guys the nazis holding her saying i'm gonna shoot her and he's like don't shoot her and and her his dad's like shoot her she's a nazi <laughs> he's right? like what <laughs> and i just liked it because he's like and i wish they played into that a little more where he'd be like why didn't you listen to me why didn't you trust me right. and that shows the divide um that they had you know they even when they talk about it on the zeppelin his dad's like, what? I left you alone. I didn't make you eat your vegetables. I didn't have a bedtime. You became self-reliant. Right. And Indy, and, and Indy can't really argue with that. But he's like, in the same sense, you know, you're assuming Indy grew up not feeling loved or not feeling cared about or whatever. Yeah. So you're like, you know, would Indy be Indy if his dad didn't treat him that way? Who knows? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, Indy would definitely would not be the adventure part of his profession if he kind of just followed in his dad's footsteps. Right, because and and because Indy even makes that statement. He goes, "My my dad's a bookworm. He he's a you know an academic. He doesn't go on these adventures." Right. He yeah. says that when he finds out that his dad went went looking for the grail. <laughs> and then I think one of the funniest moments is like, "Do you think my son would be stupid enough to bring the book always back here <laughs> if I sent it to him?" <laughs> I think my favorite interaction is when uh, when when Indy says, "How do you know that she was a spy?" And he says, oh, when she talks in her sleep and just the looks they give each other, you know, without even saying a word, they're just like looking back and and Henry Senior's just smiling and stuff. And <laughs> that's like you know one of my fun- favorite scenes. Well, yeah. What's funny about that is when I when I first saw this movie as a teenager, you know, it made me chuckle. And then I, like I said, I watched it recently. I'm like, well, that's kind of creepy, man. She's like, <laughs> the dad. And, like, what happened in like the 30 years since I've seen it? I'm like, oh. Well, that's really creepy, man. It is, it is pretty gross. But I think, you know, the 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 big thing is, oh, Sean Connery's only 12 years older than Harrison Ford. But I'm like, they made such a great father and son tandem. It was, I thought it was excellent. Oh, my God. The chemistry is, is unreal. Yeah. It is so unreal in this movie. It's shocking they never worked together. Although I read that they, um, uh, after that, I, I read that in, they wanted Harrison Ford for uh, Jack Ryan for the hunt for Red October, which had Sean Connery in it, and obviously it went to Alec Baldwin, and, and Harrison Ford came on 
for the next two Jack Ryan movies, but uh, it would have been like Hunt for an actual really good movie. Not taking anything away from Alec Baldwin, but I mean Harrison Ford and and Sean Connery and Hunt for October. That oh awesome. yeah, that would have been an awesome movie. Oh, that would have been yeah, that would have been awesome. No, but yeah, Alec Baldwin did a good job in that one. But I see right. your point though. They have really good on-screen chemistry. I mean, it's so freaking believable too. You know, like when that part when um, Henry thinks he lost his son, and they hug each other. I mean, it's like wow, this is so believable. Yeah, it's really nice. It was it was really good, and you know, and then at the end, what he he goes through because he's like, I'm not gonna get the girl for you, and then he shoots his father. He's like, oh crap, I gotta get the girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, got, no. got no choice. He's like, yeah, I gotta get the girl. It's pretty smart. <laughs> it's it's good writing right there. It's smart. Oh yeah, and, it um, totally is. You know, the whole scene in Germany. I have, I remember when I was a kid, you know, like I said, I was a teenager. Um, and, you know, what did I know about World War II? Just just whatever they taught us in high school, which usually isn't a lot. Um, that scene seems so epic to me. Like The burning like books scene? The burning books and all the Nazis marching around. It seemed like, I don't know, I, I mean, he probably meant to do this, but it was like all the propaganda films we watched in, mm. in class. And it really kind of... When I when I was a kid, well, you know, teenager, I really I don't want to say scared, but I was like, oh, you know, like because I could when you see it the first time, you don't know that it's gonna, you know, he's gonna do in and out and gone. You're like, oh my god, Indy's. I'm thinking like he's gonna get caught. Yeah, you know, Hitler's gonna hang him. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know, you're like, how's he gonna get out of this one? Um, so in a weird way, they cheaped out on it because he, you know he was never in any real danger in that scene, but um, you know, and then when he goes face to face with Hitler and he autographs the grill, but right. diary, that's right. Um, I mean that's a fun scene, but it's also a scene I, I didn't care for too much either, because he, yeah. he like you said he kind of like just shows up there, and he leaves just as easily. Yeah, and, and I was thinking when they got on the Zeppelin, I'm like, how do you get tickets? How do you get papers? Like, what is yeah, going on? that 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 all happened way too easy. Yeah, and I think, speaking of Zeppelin, when they escape on the airplane, I I loved when the father shot out the tail. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like uh, they got his junior. Hit. <laughs> oh, is that what he says? Yeah. They got his... <laughs> yeah. No, so, it's, yeah. it's it's great writing. It's it's definitely a, 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 a better vibe than Temple of Doom. Again, I like Temple of Doom, and I'm glad that this is the way it is. You know, because it's kind of like an homage to Raiders, if you think about it. Yeah. Almost in the same way, Force Awakens is an homage to Star Wars, A New Hope. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You can argue that too, for sure. Interestingly enough, we started uh, the Crystal Skull the other night, and why? No, <laughs> I, I like how you said started because that means you didn't finish it. No, no, no. I, I'll be honest with you. I stopped it because I told my wife, "Hey, I need to. I just want to rewatch the beginning of um, Last Crusade again." And my wife was like, "Oh no, I want to finish Crystal Skull." I'm like, "No, trust me, it's going to be okay." <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I'm going to watch it because we are going to do all four movies. Yeah. Uh, so I will. I'll watch it probably two hours before we record. <laughs> I'm gonna put it off as long as possible. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the good one. So <laughs> I like the whole. Uh, well, first of all, let's talk about that tank scene. What a great scene! Holy crap, that's a great scene. I mean, between the tank scene and the the truck the truck scene in Raiders where he goes under it. Yeah. Those are two of the best, I guess, chase scenes, if you want to call them chase scenes. Right. And at least they come out of the 80s, if not in film history, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean it, it, it's so much fun watching Indiana horse and I mean, just think of it. It's Indiana horse and a rock versus a tank. Yeah. And he's so confident about it too, you know. Like yeah. he looks at the tank and he's like, "Oh, I got this. I'm just gonna grab a rock." Yeah, this is a guy that makes stuff up on the fly, and he's just there's there's like a never quit, never like he he never looks defeated, even when he's yeah. tied to a chair in a burning room with his father. Right. You know, it's like he's always got a plan. He's like a MacGyver. He's like <laughs> I always got a plan. I always got a plan. He's he's like you know if James Bond is you know resourceful and smooth. Indy's kind of the same way, but just on the rough side. Like, right. he has a mind getting very dirty and getting his butt kicked. Yeah, yeah. And and I just think it's beautifully shot. I think the music um, during the tank is, during the tank scene is great. Yeah. I know our um, John Carlos, who did the show with us on, on John Williams, he says uh, on the tank from Last Crusade, that music is his favorite John Williams piece. And it's a great piece. And you know what's funny that that Indiana Jones March theme? It's actually hardly played in this movie. Is it really? Yeah, it, it's actually played. Oh boy! At the end, I guess, right? Yeah, maybe towards the end, but Going yeah, because the they they play the the Last Crusade theme a lot. They they play that a lot, but not really the Indian March as much. And they did they play the snippet of of Ark of the, the Ark of the Covenant when they're underground yeah. and they see the painting on the wall and she goes, what's that? Yeah. She goes, he goes, it's the Ark of the Covenant. And she goes, are you sure? He goes, pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. See a moment. Now, how, so, have your uh, opinions changed on this movie at all, watching it? I mean, because you don't really watch it as often, right? No, I don't. No, I don't watch them often at all. Uh, like I said, it's Raiders has gone up. Last Crusade might have gone down only in the sense that it's a lot like Rangers. And once I connected that, it kind of took away from the luster of um, the Last Crusade because I don't think I'm try I have no memory of seeing Raiders in the theater. Right. So, but I do remember seeing Last Crusade in the theater. So I'm thinking maybe that's why I liked it so much. Like I had that theater experience with it, mm -hmm. as opposed to watching Raiders for the first time on VHS. You know, on, on my no, 32 inch. What was the big TV back then? 32 inch. <laughs> 16. You know? Yeah, at home. So maybe that's why I felt Last Crusade which much more um, was was much better. I mean, that was that was a great time when I was because I was old enough to go to movies by myself. Where I mean, with friends and stuff like that. And you know, that's why I saw my Back to the Future and Return of the Jedi and and um, you know, Last Crusade, all that kind of stuff. And they were just fun fun experiences. So I think. My memory was based on my experience of seeing that in the theater and just mm -hmm. remembering really, really loving it. And, yeah, I don't think I saw it more than once, but, you know, until it came out on video, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I, I only saw this once in the theater, but, um, you know, you bring up a good point. We, we brought this up in the last podcast show about why, why do we go to movie theaters where people at home nowadays have a great, you know, home system and stuff. And I think you hit the nail right on the top of the head. Well, when you go to movie theater, it's it's an experience that I that I always remember. You know, like when we watched The Force Awakens. I remember at work we we're talking about, like it was a big deal, and you could probably ask people, like, do you remember like what was leading up to going to the movies at that time? Like, it's, it, it is such a big deal, I think. And you know, watching the Last Crusade in theaters, it's it's definitely different. It, it is an experience, especially when you're watching it with friends or, or or family and stuff. And it just I think sticks with you more going to a theater than watching it at home. Yeah, I think it's a weird experience in the sense that, you know, even if you're with one or two friends, you're surrounded by strangers, but you have this communal event. Like, 
a real I remember seeing Saving Private Ryan in a theater and it's so vivid because like that movie ends with you thinking like what the hell what what was the point of all this yeah what was the point of all those sacrifices you know was right. oh spoiler alert by the way for Saving Private Ryan <laughs> but you know you you walk out thinking was all these people's deaths worth this one guy right and that's what Spielberg wanted you to think and it was a communal thing because everybody was quiet walking out of the theater and I was, you know, youngish and I, you know, feeling those type of emotions was, wasn't something I ran into every day. So I just remember everybody being quiet. Very few people talked about what they saw, you know, that, that, that end of the spectrum. And then just recently last year, walking out of infinity war where it ends sad, but everyone's like, oh my God, that movie was, everybody was talking about like people next to you didn't even know are like, dude, I can't wait. To <laughs> you're like, yeah, I can't wait. And like I said, you're with one or two people, maybe depending on how many you go to the movie together, but it's a communal experience and you, you can come home. I'll give you a great example. I saw the Shawshank Redemption, didn't see it in theaters. I saw it at home on tape and great movie, great movie. Watch this. Ed. This is a great movie. Yeah. But I don't know if I would have, like, if, if the emotional impact of that movie, if it would have been deeper for me if I had seen it in the theater mm. and had that communal experience, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go to the movies. It's <laughs> the way to go. And that's why we go to the movies. <laughs> well, there's just some movies I think just are better in the theaters than, than at home, you know? But, hey, boy, we're really off topic here. Well, no, we're talking about the experience of watching Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's funny, though. I, I clearly remember Raiders going to movies and Temple of Doom, definitely. I know I saw it in the theaters Last Crusade. I just can't picture it in my head, though, of mm-hmm. all the films. I think that year, what was this, 80? What is this? Kind Nine, of I think, right? 89. Nine? I think that was a big movie year, too. It was a, it was a big movie. Oh, big movie year. Yeah. Is that what we said? I yeah, just remember I think there were thinking, a lot of big movies that came like Ghostbusters. A lot of sequels came out that year. I just remember thinking it took forever between Temple of Doom and, and Last Crusade. And in reality, it was maybe four years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking. Last Crusade, Little Mermaid, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, When Harry Met Sally, Batman 89, of course, The Abyss, Lethal Weapon 2, Ghostbusters 2, Christmas Vacation, Dead Poet Society, Uncle Buck, Do the Right Thing. Back to the Future 2, Parenthood, Driving Miss Daisy, Born in the Fourth of July. Yeah, I'd say it was big. <laughs> Major League, Roadhouse, the ever famous popular Yeah, movie. yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, so my memory of Last Crusade, I think, got drowned out from the other big movies I saw that year. Because oh, I think yeah. every movie that you just mentioned, I, I watched in the theater for sure. Yeah, Bill and Ted. Yeah. Say Anything. Wow. Steel Magnolias. Yeah, all these came out in the United. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, it's a pretty big year. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I do remember just watching it and just being satisfied because how this movie ends, it's it's so satisfying, you know? Like, to see Indiana Jones' journey from, if you think, from Temple of Doom to Raiders to Last Crusade, just watching that journey and then having him find his father and his father to find his son, it was right. so satisfying. And literally riding off to the sunset for, like, it seemed like 20 minutes, you know, of them just riding out there. But it was just so satisfying that if the end of that franchise then and never did Crystal Skull, I would have been perfectly happy with it. Well, what a great heroic silhouette he casts as he's riding through that little passageway toward the camera. Yeah. 
and it gets dark and you can see a silhouette of him on the horse yeah what a, you're right it's like a great way to end the thing and um what book ends is this indy uh raider starts with him going through the gauntlet to get that uh idol right yeah well how does last crusade ends he has to go through a gauntlet to get the the, the uh holy grail yeah so it kind of it book ends real nicely yeah the hell crystal skull uh, yeah uh, what did we talk was the twig we talked about why they make that extra movie can't believe they let him school <laughs> um <laughs> i'm sorry uh yeah so it's uh yeah why why did they do crystal skull <laughs> and let me ask you this and i know you love indie but they're making a fifth one they're in their 70s do you actually have hope it's going to be a good movie? I, oh, yeah, of course I have hope it's going to be a good movie. All right, I'm sorry, I, I phrased it wrong. Do you really think it's going to be a good movie? If if they take... It, I think if they're going to be more realistic in regards to who Indy is at this point in time, then I think it's going to be okay. I think the problem with Crystal Skull... Well, the, there is a lot of problems with the Crystal Skull. So I think if, if they took... If they took his character where he's supposed to be now, it's, I think it's going to be good. Versus trying to make a movie where he's going to be 70 plus years old but playing a character that's like 40 years old i don't think it's going to work that way yeah but you, you can't have him jumping through things and swinging on vines and right. doing all that stuff yeah yeah uh, i yeah. remember chris crystal skull was supposed to be a passing out of the torch from him to child of beef <laughs> yes and we saw we saw what happened with that so i don't know if you want a passing of the torch movie i think you need a definitive last adventure for indy not that he has to die in it but, you know, maybe he hangs it up or whatever. And his last scene is him playing with his grandchildren. I'm going to tell you this, man. Disney bought the rights to Indiana Jones. So think of it from, from, from a financial point of view. No, uh, I'm fine if they reboot the character without Harrison Ford. And as long as they get the right character and they have a good script. Um, I'm fine with that. But in regards to it, Harrison Ford, he's he's got it. It's over, Johnny. <laughs> Oh, so you're you're thinking of if they were to recast a character, then you're right. okay with continuing on with the franchise. Yeah, I mean, this, they're making this fifth one, and I hope it's it's like you said, where he's if he's more of an advisory role, where he's not doing all the heavy lifting and the jumping and all that stuff. Like I don't know, I don't know how you portray him, but I think I like Indy as a character when he's using more of his brain i mean obviously it's an action movie and stuff but when he uses his brain and figuring things out i think that's when i enjoy his character the most like when he's finding x marks a spot you know as simple as that is he can right. use his head you know how he found the clues those are the things i kind of enjoy about his character i don't think he needs to be i mean you do need action of course it is an action movie but i don't think it needs to be heavily on that because crystal skull there is no thinking involved i mean zilch absolutely nothing yeah, I mean, it was just kind of let's follow the. the I don't know, man. I, there was nothing to it, dude. Do you remember what you said to me after you saw Kingdom of Crystal Skull? What I said. You said his clothes don't even fit him. Yeah, they Because he's an old man in young man's clothing, and even the Force Awakens hard to watch because who wanted to see Han Solo grow old? Right. You know but what I mean? Looked, no, no, I hear you. I hear. He you. looked no, he looked fine in the Force Awakens, but look. I don't know if this sounds ageist, but nobody wants the adventures of 70-something-year-olds. Nobody. I, I think, no, I, I see your point. I think, like I said, I don't think it works by having Harrison Ford or Indiana Jones wearing the same clothes. He, I don't think he has to wear the same clothes. You would think that, 
Because there is a big jump from Last Crusade of Crystal Skull. You'd think he'd buy like a new pair of pants or, <laughs> or, or change his shirt or, or do something. Maybe keep the hat, but he would change something just a little bit, you know? And I think that would suit his character better than having him trying to be this mm. image in your head of a young guy. It's just not going to happen. All right, let's... um. Let's table this because I think we're we're veering into Crystal Skull territory. Yeah, don't do that. And we, we're, you know, we won't have anything to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think the ending's great. And like we said, that was a great way to end the movie, the end of the trilogy. He could have went on in comic books or novels or even I don't know why they never did an Indiana Jones cartoon series. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's the way to go to tell you the truth. Um, if they were to continue the franchise with Disney Plus, they should do like an Indiana Jones continue on with his journey more of in the cartoons than versus in the movies. I think that's how you get away with with not having to deal with you know a seventy plus year old Harrison Ford, right? You know, and you're keeping the character young and fresh uh, through through Disney Plus and doing something well, like that. Right. I mean, if you think of you know Indy, Indy's going to be seventy something in his next movie. All those years, we only know about three or four of his adventures. Right. I mean, not including the Indiana Jones Chronicles stuff, but I yeah. don't know if that's canon. Do you know? Is that? Do they consider that canon? They do. They do. Okay. Well yeah. then, but nobody's watched them, so we still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's quite a few novels that you know. I read most of them. They're, they're all fun, but yeah, I think I think a comic. I mean, um, a cartoon is the way to go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Any final thoughts on the movie? Oh, just a fun ride. Enjoyed it. Um, you know, between that and Raiders, just really gets to the heart of what Indy is. I like your opinion about how Temple of Doom, where he is, it's good that it's a prequel because, you know, he was maybe for a time in his life about the fortune and glory. Yeah. And and maybe, like we said, maybe, you know, working with Short Round and saving the kids and all that, maybe that's kind of what changed him back to just being about the antiquities being available for everybody to see and uh yeah just just a great movie uh spielberg and ford do it again yeah yeah i'm excited for if they when they do the next movie but no last crusade great movie like i said for the longest time it was my number two movie it has fallen off only and not fallen off since it went down but i think just tempo just went up because i had a different appreciation of it and stuff and and kind of like what you said when you when you see Last Crusade and see how much it does mimic Raiders, I mean not doesn't mimic, but it, it follows a lot of beats. It does lessen it just a little bit, but it's it's forgivable. It's nice yeah. to see all the old characters come back again. Now let me ask you this: If they reboot it with a new actor, do you want it to be like a Chris Pratt? I mean, because we always say Chris Pratt. Would you want it to be Chris Pratt, or would you be okay if they found a? an unknown but he was really good in the part which would you prefer (laughs) oh that's a tough one because i think what i think my fear is is when they did solo i didn't know if the actor had a hard time playing solo or did he have a hard time playing harrison ford you know and i think that's where i'm kind of troubled with i think chris pratt can pull it off i think but there's a lot about harrison ford how he portrayed the character uh just makes it really lovable i mean there is this argument online about what if Tom Selleck did the movies? Would you still like it just the same? I probably would. I mean, the character is still a good character. It's still Spielberg behind the wheel, um, you know. But 
I don't know. Maybe because Harrison Ford has been in so many movies, you kind of know him. He's he's a little bit harder to to replace because he's such a well known actor. I mean, you think about every decade he's been in something big. But then, see, my thing is this: if it's Chris Pratt, does the movie become more about Chris Pratt trying to be Indiana Jones as opposed to if it's just a normal dude, well, an unknown guy who does it well, and then you're like, wow, we have a new indie. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I really, really don't know. But I don't then, know would, what... would I'm sorry. I was gonna say, would Disney risk it? Like, if Chris Pratt were willing to do it, would they risk it? Wouldn't they be like, oh, yeah, go Chris Pratt. He makes money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's that's a really tough thing to figure out. I I I don't think in my head, Chris Pratt. If I had to pick an actor like right now, I guess he would do it, but. I don't know if I want to see anyone else take on that role, to tell you the truth. That's why I'm more in favor of a cartoon than, than a live-action movie. Right. I mean, if they want to fill in the holes between young Indy and Temple, I mean, I mean, that's a story to tell, I guess, or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways they can go to it. Or, yeah, and that's something. Does a reboot fill in the holes, or is it just these are new Indiana Jones adventures? Like, yeah. You know, Raiders. You know, is they're not part of canon anymore. Like this is his new adventure. This this guy, Chris. Let's say Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt never found the Ark. He never went on on the Grail search. He never, you know, Mola Ra, whatever his name was. He never did that. These are his adventures. And, you know, I don't know. It's curious to see what they're gonna do. Well, what's interesting about Indiana Jones? I mean, for me, you know, I'm I'm a big fan and stuff. But he's one character. Like, if you think Last Crusade ended in '89, and then you have the Crystal Skull sometime in the '90s and stuff. I mean, there really aren't a whole lot of movies, but a lot of people really know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Wars has been around. Holy crap! Like, it's it's like on every facet of every month of every year, there's always something Star Wars going on. But Indiana Jones, there aren't a whole lot of things to really pick from. But he's a character that I think has stood the test of time for some reason. Yeah, I know we've talked about it. It's odd that he, that it, I'm sorry, the movie, the franchise, didn't become huge. They didn't put out toys right away. Yeah. And what they did put out was very few. There was no cap, like even, you know, Star Wars had cartoons and stuff like that. But there's just no, there's just no, um, there was no drive to make indie more than just the three movies and, and the TV show, which I thought was odd. Yeah, it's it's very very odd. I mean, it, it only lasted more in the novels and stuff, and they were kind of hit and miss depending who's writing it and stuff. But no one real. I mean, I don't think of it as canon, you know, when I read the books. Right. It's just Are a they story. considered canon or no? I don't. I mean, I don't know what happened when Disney took over. I don't know if they're going to include that stuff like what they did with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my guess is no. I mean, nothing really changes in the in the novels. He's with another lady, and he's on a different adventure. But it's not something that kind of builds upon the previous story and such. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he's a, he's a cool character. Like I said, most people know who he is without even really knowing who he is. I mean, just wear a fedora. Everyone says Indiana Jones. Really <laughs> yeah, he does have that kind of weird iconic status yeah. uh, without having without being in the consciousness. Uh, as often as like a Star Wars or, or anything like that, you know. Okay, well, I got some um, polls I put on Instagram. Did you know that there are three styles of hats used in each movie? 
and 47% said yes and 53% no. I, I think I misworded. It's not really styles, but it wasn't the same hat they use in every movie. So uh, the story goes is when they did the, the hero hat or the original Raiders hat, the company that, that shaped the hat, they call it a block, I believe, and they actually misplaced or lost the block. And so when they did Temple of Doom, they had to create a different kind of look to the hat. It is, it's not as tall i think and not as pinched in the front and then i think uh, last crusade is kind of like uh like a mixture of both next okay. one <laughs> did you know that there is a gray hat when he travels and 46 percent said yes and 54 percent said no yeah when whenever, whenever you see indiana jones traveling he actually has a gray hat and it's more you can really see it a lot better in crystal skull because okay. when you look at the raiders movies it's it's even it's hard to tell then because of the color quality and stuff um Let's see. And half and half, they thought it was their second favorite movie. Okay. It's a good split. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good split. Any thank yous? Yes, we have uh, some thank yous for the people that favored us on Anchor. Um, Also, if you're enjoying what you're hearing and you're listening on iTunes, please feel free to leave a a review. We'll read it out loud on the... uh, on the air and uh yeah we need more reviews because the more reviews we get the more exposure itunes will give us we got some great reviews up there but you know every little bit helps so if you're out there and you like what you're listening to please leave us a review on itunes but let's thank the people on anchor allen we have philip carlisle ali not aladdin Derek wilder always sunny which is a great tv show if you've ever watched it and andrew steiner thank oh, you guys man. for listening thank you guys for favoriting us and I got some new people on Instagram. Heroes Comics label. Looks like they're a comic book store up in Canada, which is cool. Oh, comic Nerd Will 23. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> you As Jonathan said, you can find us at Anchor FM, Nerd and Me, Instagram, Nerd and Me, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Nerd and Me Podcast. Jonathan just put up a YouTube video, which is pretty yes, cool. Yes, another unboxing. Check it out. Check it out. All right. Anything else? Fortune glory, Alan. Fortune glory. Till next time. Martha. Peace. Peace.